0: What up, though? I'm your boy CB. That's Chill B, and this is the Chill Bravado Podcast. And I bring you a series called Laker 82 16, and that's where we cover the grind of an 82 game long season where it takes 16 wins to get the chip in the end. And we are coming off of a very roller coaster esque game right if you were able to watch the Dallas man versus the Los Angeles Lakers and if you stay tuned for the entirety of the game you've seen the roller coaster because in the beginning the Lakers fell off a cliff we're gonna break down that game I got some things to talk about individual things to talk about some coaching things to talk about that I've seen and then also we'll, we'll kind of you know look at you know the warrior game that we had before that on Thursday to kick this off you know, since the All Star break, we'll briefly talk about that and how I feel about some of that game and just the players individually in that, as well as we'll get into what's coming up moving forward in this back to back. This is going to be very much important, and dependent on some things, to fall our way. We'll be right back after this. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Cool with a triumphant comeback. For but tonight. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my pants, put songs and fear. Making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom, explosion. Overpowering. Over the competition. I'm towering reckless. Yeah. Yeah. Over the competition. We are towering at least over these Dallas Mavericks. After starting off in a shaky game, we were able to come back from a 27-point deficit that the Mavs had after having this, this insane, hot shooting start. It was a couple things that factored in that. Mainly, they were making shots, and we were not as Lakers, and we'll get into that. But we also got to talk about Vando. Yeah, that's that dude. We're going we're gonna to definitely speak on, on that. Later, you're going to hear me you know, I'm not tooting my own horn again, but I, I I had to go find a clip after after yesterday's game. I had to go find a clip of when I was talking in August of 2022 about you know just begging for a guy like Vando to play with LeBron and Anthony Davis. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna pull that up for you. You know, feel free to go back and look it up. It was an episode titled um I think it was Unlocking AD. And this is, this is around the time where they were talking about him being in the Giannis role of Darvish Ham's offense. So this is way back before we knew exactly what this team's going to look like. It did not look like what it looks like today. But unlocking AD in the Giannis role was the question. And yeah, I brought up some, some different types of forwards to play with AD and LeBron James. And Vando was one that I've kind of always, since we, you know, look for that, Spot, you know, that versatility, that's the guy. And that versatility was on display yesterday. Um, If you listen to this on Monday morning, it was yesterday, This the sun the, on Sunday, we played against the Mavs at three thirty with a time for a, a West Coast team. But all in all, it turned out to be a very entertaining and stressful game. But it just, as the game unfolded, this some things that I was looking at. I wanna talk about Dallas and Jay Kidd, and how he's able to disrupt the Lakers' offense early. I wanna talk about that first, and you know, just kinda of break down what we've seen. Jay Kidd kinda of knows where LeBron and AD, want, you know, their sweet spots are where they wanna be, right? And he knows he needs to disrupt them from getting the ball in the high post, the elbows, and all the different spots on the floor that they like to get it. So he was calling to do more ball pressure, which is making those passes and those entries Way more difficult than it, than it needed to be, and then once Anthony Davis gets the ball on LeBron, he's bringing a double and he's forced them to swing it over. And I was loving how I seen like just um, Holiday just sprinted across the court to go close out on a three point shooter. And then when they swing it around, even Luca has you know he, he impressed me. He was able to step out and just just enough where it shows uh, you're not wide open. So J. Kidd was kind of making the Lakers take these shots. That he wanted them to take. There was it, it was either gonna be shots or, you know over the top of someone. It's gonna be shots with some type of um, you know, just a, a contested hand coming. It wasn't gonna be getting in your spots and, and just doing what you wanted to do because really the Lakers eventually got to what they wanted to do, and that was putting pressure on the rim. But before they can get to that, they couldn't make a shot. That's the first thing. You know, Malik Beasley, who just went off against the um the Warriors, this game not so much. But we had a Vando, Vandalorian. He came up big. He was able to come in and do some things for us that really, we just never we just never had that on the previous roster before the trade deadline. We didn't have guys that could put this much pressure because we would have been asking Pat Bev to guard Luca. We would have been asking, you know, I don't know, Lonnie Walker to play big minutes, which you can see. He was definitely cut out of rotation. He had one shift. That was one run he got in. Him and Mo Bamba both. Ham figured out early that this was not gonna work, um, with those guys right now. Even Rui, Rui, and then I am gonna talk about Rui's struggles later. But just getting in to to what J Kid was able to do, and then just the shots that they were creating, um, against us was amazing too. For them, it was not for us. Okay, let's just get that trip. <laughs> Cause Luca, him doing step back threes you know, after he switched Vando off at AD on him, he was not going to drive on AD, but he just kind of know AD is going to play him for the contest and, and and deny him the ability to get to the lane and to the paint um, straight up. So he was just taking step back threes and he was hitting those. And I was fine with that because I'm like, he's not going to do that the whole game. And if you do, we're going to lose. And you, and you you deserve to lose because if a guy's just going to hit step back up, step back, and he did them early, first quarter, hit like three of them. And I'm like, I'm like, he's not going to make that. And he would make it. I'm like, man, he own. And then when Tim Hardaway Jr. joined the party and then Bullock joined the party and and, and Josh Green joined the party, it was just an onslaught of threes. You know what I'm saying? So it really just got to a point where I was like, what are we going to do? And I'll discuss that next. I don't really like him next to, you know, AD because of spacing, but if you can get a guy who can just go down there and compete, you'll take that, you know, and that that those skill sets are still very much valuable to teams like us, to teams like the Lakers. And then when you look at the athletic forward, I'll say his name and I'll say it over and over again. Vanderbilt, um, who was traded from Minnesota to Utah. Vanderbilt, I like him. His, he's able to do a lot of things defensively and the hustle mentality that he has he would fit perfectly he's gonna allow LeBron to um you know lean on his youth and athleticism and his just drive to be there to compete every night and you just gotta appreciate guys like Vanderbilt when he's in the right situation I felt like he was a very much a problem even when we played against him he gave us issues because he's not going away and he has nice size at that position and then you got a guy who's out of our price range, like John Collins. John Collins is a guy who's the athletic forward. you know. Yes. Thank you. Just keep it down. Keep it down. I don't want to wake the neighbors, but I don't want to toot my, my horn too loud. But I've really been impressed with Vanderbilt Like over the years of his short career. Um, just watching him play. I, I, I've enjoyed his energy. And I was like, man, if we had a guy, especially watching last year's team where we had like like Jordan and, and Trevor Ariza and Melo, no disrespect to Melo and those guys, but like one thing last year's team did not have at the forward position was motor outside of LeBron James. And then once the, and when he has a bad wheel, kind of like he has now, it's just, we don't have any force play, like any, any guys who have motor and force, like AD doesn't have a high motor. And that's just, he's just not that Not he's not built like that. He's not, a, he's not fast. He's not, you know he's he has force, but he doesn't have a motor to go with it. Like Giannis has the motor and the force. Like so, when people try to compare the two, I'm like, yeah, there's two different styles of play. Like it's not it's not that AD is better than Giannis and Giannis is better than AD. They just have different skill sets that works to their game. So like when AD's at his peak and Giannis is at his peak, I love I would love to see that matchup because I would love to see which one went out. We like would you imagine seeing a finals? with Giannis and AD in it. Now, most people are going to lean toward Giannis, and I'm going to be torn because, you know, Giannis. I'm a Giannis guy. Like, like Giannis is a guy, I, I'm kind of all, I love guys with high motor. I love big physical players who who just go against all with the, the you know, the three-point shooting and the all the skill, you know, all this dribbling, all these great things. Guys who just go out there and just give it effort and they play hard, and they play smart, and they play relentless. So that's when I look at Vando, and I see a lot of those qualities in, in a different type of, you know, now he's not Giannis level because that's like, that's MVP form scoring 30. But but, but Vando getting 15 and 17 or you know, just, just doing all the little things that he does. 27 minutes, 15 points, 17 boards. Okay, four steals, and he got like three of those in like the third quarter. Like, it's amazing. What he was able to do and then and then just talking about another forward like ad 37 minutes 30 points 15 four assists three blocks you know it's just amazing when you have this versatility on the wing so um j- just in that clip i just played before this is in august of 2022 that i was telling you about well i was just like man you put these guys together and it's gonna do some amazing things because without AD having that super motor that he just not blessed to have, like Le- LeBron coming downhill in the full court sprint, dribbling the basketball is amazing. But AD does not, AD's like, he like a gazelle. Like he gallops. Like he's, he's, he's gliding, he's running. Now him and his, his ability to turn his, his force, his skill and force in, in making combine the two, like, like yesterday, he was getting, um, what's the man name Dwight Powell off, off the dribble, you know, doing that skillful in, you know, stepping in, doing this, but then he's able to force, he, he takes the contact, creates the contact, and now he's able to go back to the skill and finish off the rim. I mean, off the, off the backboard with a soft touch. Like, so that's his game, Like right? AD's ability to turn his force and skill, and it's way different than Giannis' because Giannis, had. I mean, yeah, MB has way more force, and he has just as much skill. So these guys, to me, are the ones that are, like, impossible to guard. Like if Giannis was to add just a little bit more skill, because he's he's starting to get very crafty, which is just another another type of skill. I feel like he's he's okay. Dude. That's why he was able to win the championship and do the things he did. He's forced yeah, and skill. But get back to Vando. I'm sorry. I'm getting on. I'm getting on a whole tangent about big man and their force and the skill and their motor. But Vando, man, his ability just to chase Luca around, which leads me to Luca's antics. Luca gets away with a lot of things. Luka, who's just pushing Van Doren, and, and and doing all these things like hooking 80's arm and little stuff like that where he's not like a dirty player, but if you they let you do that, you know, do it. But as a fan of the other team, opposing team, you just get sick of it because he complains after every call. I was not having a problem with him shooting step back threes and just walking down the court, cha it up, you know. But what scared me is when he was able to get in the paint and he, he him just like LeBron are able to make these crazy passes back to the open shooters, and it was just over constant. Touch the paint, kick it out. That's called from paint to great. From paint to great. That means you, you know you touch the paint and find the great shot or the great shooter. Uh, and, and that's just what he kept doing over and over in that part when they started to extend the lead. That's when Hardaway Jr. was getting it going. That's when Josh Green was getting it going. Bullock, Christian Wood, just on and on and on and on. Guys were starting to hit shots, and it just became very much annoying to watch defensively. So, I started to question like, man, if we could just get this thing down to 15, 12, 10, I'm like, cut it to 10, cut because i was like, before halftime gets here, we can't be down 20, 20 at halftime, we can't be down 25 at halftime, because we got to have time you know, to fight back in that third quarter, and, and, and then in the fourth quarter, give ourselves a, a chance, and that's what we kind of did, we got it to halftime, we was down to 14, and today's NBA, 14 points is nothing. Okay, so I had to give kudos to Ham. Ham shortened up the rotation and he deserves some props on his in-game adjustments. Mo Bamba didn't see the, the court anymore. Um, Lonnie Walker, love you. You don't see it anymore. Rui got to see like one more shift in the third quarter. Don't see him anymore. I'm going to talk about him a little bit later. But Ham was able to cut this thing down to like a seven-man rotation and you just start seeing him getting up after guys. Like LeBron starts off the third quarter 94 feet in the guy like making it difficult like you know Dennis does it all the time now granted they got a three off that but it took all the way down to the shot clock but you see the type of mindset and what the you know what time it was as far as sense of urgency um when we started that third quarter because like, hey man if we don't jump now like we're not we're gonna let them run away with this thing so it became a point where they were just putting the pressure on Getting in there, making things difficult. So let's give Ham some credit because as he shortened on the rotation, he took bomb and these guys out. He, and Lonnie's just not good enough defensively to be, you know, out there doing it. He's not better than Troy. He might, he might, you know, be more athletic than Troy, but he's not defensively more locked in. But you know, so Troy and these guys were able to come in, and then the Mavs started to miss shots. So that gave us an opportunity to move on and talk about what happened once AD got in the rhythm in this game. All right. So as the game was going, we're fighting, we're going and AD's looking to catch a rhythm. Okay, we're starting to feel that. You know, the jumper was nice. The three ball's ugly. It just looks terrible. But Vando, I think, helps lift up AD's play because now Vando comes streaking in for these boards, offensive boards are just cutting to the basket hard, making people either lose sight of him and he gets that that putback dunk or that layup or the offensive rebound. He got one where he just skied over Luka and got it, but he came down on Luka's ankle it, um, came on his foot and he rolled his ankle And that kind of scared me because you know it was already just Like man these ankles that the Lakers possess right now like we, we we Can't lose anymore I'm like we need to Find somebody to just give these guys new ankles like Please like like it's Just killing me to watch this happen but Nevertheless you know Vando's Activity because People who cut off the driving, like they'll cut off Dennis Schroeder for cutting in Schroeder will Dump it off the Vando or, or shoot it up and now guys are trying to You know sandwich out On Vando with the box out But then on the weak side You have to deal with who? Anthony Davis And you don't have a weak side guy On this roster That's going to stop him From getting his hands on that ball And it showed over and over again When they started getting into the paint And that's when you get the 15 boards From Davis And you start getting You know, especially the big signature dunk When he got the one And did the putback dunk And you can just see the emotion On his face And you're thinking, man This is what we want this is where it's at. This is this is how we get got back in this game. Ham, they, they showed a clip of him during the game, talking to the team, and he was like, man, look, we're fine. Like, our defense is fine. They're making shots. We're missing shots. Okay. He said, get in the paint. Let's get this thing. He's pretty much saying, let's get to the free throw line. Attack the rim. Because honestly, we were taking those shots and missing them. But at the same time, I'm like, bro, like, we are letting them off the hook like we were trying to shoot with them and that's not going to happen like Kyrie, Luka, Hardaway Jr., Josh Green shooting a good percentage um on um, Reggie Bullock shooting a good percentage like Holiday's a decent shooter like so it's like we're not going to sit here and just out shoot these guys so what is our advantage and once we got kind of in a, in a rhythm and we and we started getting to the spots and we start putting pressure and then the Vandos coming on with the energy and now, and now these guys are looking like, oh man, here we go, like they, here they come. And when we started coming, we started coming in waves. I'm talking about like outscoring them in bunches, man. Like so, it was just amazing to see that, you know, just kind of elevate our game. So, you know, just moving forward, you know, not wanting to just harp on, you know, Vandal, like he's he's a superstar or anything, but I wanted to give Hammond's props. I want to make sure we talked about AD, but also before I got to LeBron's ankle, I want to talk about Josh Green and AR Austin Reed. <laughs> When they got into that little issue, first off, Reeves, I don't know what you're doing. you was trying to, like, do the little floppy thing, and just lost handle, just lost the ball. And, I mean, I was like, man, it's kind of dumb. I was really mad at Reeves. And then I seen Josh Green, like, like call him trash or, like, you know, tell him get out of here, get the F out of here and all this. And then with A, I was so mad at Austin until I seen him hop back up in Green face. And I was like, okay. I was like, Let's go like this is, needs to fire up the team And I felt like from that point forward Like they kind of locked in Austin a little more because it's like this dude's trying to Pump me like and, and there's been other guys Who have picked on him And he ends up getting bigger guys like Paul George and guys like that So he's like well these guys are establishing the league Of course they're going to test me But Josh Green You have not done enough in this league To try to say anything to me So Austin I just took that personal Like Jordan okay and I wish Josh Green would have been in the game when he hit that three, cause I know he would have found him. He would have stared at him. But that was a fun little moment. I felt like the energy definitely shifted to more of a Lakers style game, and that that moment proved it. Now the thing that scared me the most when LeBron went up and came down, grabbing his ankle, saying that he that he popped something. He heard something pop. Um, Lakers fans all over the world, just like, come on, man, like why why can't we have a good time? Like why why you know. How did you get here, injury bug? Nobody's supposed to be here. Shout out to the old song. This is don't 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 pay me no mind. Pop pop culture reference. But why? Why are you here? Like leave us alone, leave our team alone. Dino is already, you know, in recovery. You know? So I want to come back and say, no, Dino, no problem this game, because Dennis Schroeder is a hooper hooper. Okay. Like for real, for real. So you got guys going down. And and LeBron did stay in the game, so I want to acknowledge, you know that, that that he he gutted it out, he toughed it out, and and he has struggled all year long with the jumper. So now that he's compromised, you know with the jump shooting, he's still going in there, and he just kind of went bully ball, like up and unders, footwork, uh, finishing with the left hand around the rim, using the rim to help protect him from the, from the shot from um, the rim protectors And shot block um, You know Shot um, Help me out here man I'm just excited You know When the shot blocks You know people who block shots Good lord man But he was just able to continue To just fight And keep it going And It was just amazing to see That he was able to gut through that But I'm sitting here thinking the whole time We gotta win this game We gotta win this game Because if we lose this game And he sits out Um, Tuesday against Memphis, and we lose that one. It's gonna be right back to what it was in the first quarter. Cause I seen you fans out there. Oh, it was already. Oh, we're not gonna make the playoffs like this. This team sucks. Ham's trash. LeBron, Lebron, Lebron. AD would do something. What is AD gonna do when everybody on the team's hitting threes? You know. But I'll be back. Let me calm down. All right Laker 82 16 And after you get finished Checking out the Cheerable Vilo Podcast Make sure you go over And you check out None other than Anything All Things Sports Podcast By my boy JR All Things Sports Podcast Check him out Make sure you just Keep clicking in with him As he breaks down The world of sports You know And of course The Daily Grind You know Go check out um That as well Make sure you go check out The Daily Grind Podcast You know Get your life together, and as I struggled through that last, you know, segment trying to talk about the shot blockers, <laughs> what I say, the what how I say it, I just want to say rim protectors. Yeah, man, I was struggling. I was so excited trying to talk about it, but man, I struggled. Kind of how you know Rui Hachimori struggled, and I'm gonna tell you why and how I think he can get out of this, and and how we just gotta pump the brakes on the Rui. Like man, why do we trade for this bum? You know, Rui is it's a reason that Washington let him go. So we're not gonna act like he was a, a perfect player. Or he's he's still searching for, you know, a rhythm, um, a role, and just you know, the right of passes, like, okay, like is it okay if I do this? How do I assert myself into now I'm in a team that has serious winning expectations? Like this is a different, this is a different space he's been in. So I I applaud him. You know, he's a young guy. Let's not forget. So Rui struggled against a team like this, but it's the reason why. Um, Dallas is spreading it out, playing small. You have to be able to defend the perimeter guys and contest as well as, you know, break down and, and defend the person who's trying to get into the paint. And him and Mo Obama, this is not a game for them. Lonnie Walker, not a game for him either. Winging, if if need to break glass, he could he could help you there. But you really didn't have to. So you you had guys who out there who could, who could contest and do all a lot of things. Like LeBron, even on a bad wheel, was out there competing on defense. Um, Ad, of course, able to do his thing. Mix that with Vando, and then you have the the perimeter guys who have to chase guys. Um, you know, Beasley, Dennis, all the Troy. Like these guys are able to chase do all the stuff around the um outside of you know the perimeter and then you have these bigs who are going to have to eventually have to show contest and then and then you know break down and get get back in that stance and and, and really help help you know you know protect the, the rim. So it, it was it was a struggle for a guy like Rui. And it's okay. You know, I feel like if Dino was in this game, he might have would have struggled a little bit with it, but I think you counteract some of his struggles with shooting. So since he was not there to provide his shooting, we had a guy in Dennis the menace and Dennis had 35 minutes and his 16 points, eight assists. Actually, you know, he missed four threes, but he really came in handy six or six on the free throw line, had some big ones down there. His speed and ability to just get in areas that nobody else really can. He's just a hooper, man. Like, I think he's gotten to a point now in his career where, start or off the bench, he's going to be effective as best he can. Not every game is going to have great numbers, but you got to remember it was a stretch of games where Dennis was lights out for us. Dennis was big for us. Like he was putting up numbers like he was back in Atlanta. So I'm just amazed by what he's able to do and able to accomplish and and his role changes so much. But hopefully D-Lo is able to come back this week and we can slide him back into, you know, that bench role. Cause I just love having him as a bonus and not as a necessity. Cause when you need him to do that just to win a game, that's okay once in a while, but consistently, like I would rather have Dean in that starting spot and him coming behind it. It's a, just a different vibe when you get a guy like Dennis in there. So we gotta give him a little love. We gotta applaud to him. We gotta, you know, just just also give some love to to Beasley because he struggled mightily, but he shot it, you know. Two for eleven from the three point line. See how, how crazy that can switch? We were just talking about oh my god, this guy, you know, he's seven for eleven against the Warriors. And then he's two for 11 from three point line against Dallas. So, you know, yeah, I mean, that's just how it goes. But I did. He had two steals. I didn't like the one where he cut out. He finally jumped that that Luca pass to the corner. And it was, I was like, yes. You know, like some little things like that let me know that he can do other things besides just shoot the ball. So hopefully he'll just continue to make smart plays like that. And that would give us all the help. That we need, so that's just that game in a nutshell. And, you, and just to wrap a bow around it and kind of speak on the Warriors game, um, the pool antics is annoying as well in a different way than Luca. Pool, he's going to jump into you. He's going to fall after every layup, every tap, bump, whatever. He's gonna he's getting a foul call because he just flops around so much, and you can tell he's young because nobody in their older age at that size is going to be wanting to fall and hit the ground that much. Like, but to me. It's not a pool party. You know, too much pool is not a party without the chef. Okay, you got to have Chef Curry back because um, what they're cooking, they're not cooking it all the way through. You know, they're not letting it thaw out. You know how when your parents say, make sure you take that meat out the freezer before I get home from work. So don't wait. And you were playing the game and you forgot to take it out. And they get off at five o'clock and you took the meat out at 430. So guess what? Now your parents is upset. As you didn't do what you're supposed to do, and to me, Poole is that pool was unthought meat. If he, we we just need him to calm down, let's let, let's make up a mind what we're gonna do early, because i like he's just out there figuring it out as he goes, which sometimes works out great with his shots and threes. But just watching Poole in that game against us, I was like, if we can contain him and make him make enough decisions, we'll be fine. Because I have no faith that with with, with Curry being out, there, this this squad is going to do much of anything. So Clay now, he's heavily dependent on his scoring and it shows because he's no longer a, a great two-way defender. I mean, of course he's going to compete, but just watching now after all the injuries, you, you can tell that it's just, it's just hard to to come back and be at that level that he was. He was able to play both ways at elite level. And now it's like his shots definitely starting to fall. He hit the 12 threes against the Hornets and um he turned around and had a great game um last night and I'm scoring the ball. So, you you look at the the teams that he did it against as well. So you can't. I mean, they say that about the Lakers, oh, you beat the Pelicans without Zion, you beat the Warriors without Curry. Well, like okay, well if we're gonna praise Clay for the games he did, we gotta look and see the opponents they play. You know, so we 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 gotta do it around the, all the board. We can't just do that when you got uh, the Lakers and and and, and the Bucks in Boston and these guys. Oh, you, you're supposed to win that game. No, but I'm just looking at, at, at Clay. He is what he is right now don't really don't really feel like the young guys are helping him ease back into this role in any way which i feel like i've said before that i think the defensive side of him is only gonna come in spurts he's pretty much gonna be done as far as being an elite defender just because of the injuries and the age and just like Draymond, Draymond just looks tired now. Like when he gets that game we played, he has to exert so much energy now, and it looks like he's kind of lost that juice. You know, he's kind of the guy. You know, they call him the heart and soul of the team, but he was the energy guy. And when your energy guy's getting older, and it's starting to show a little bit, and it's he's not—he just out there kind of have to do things with his mind, which he can do. But man, you got to have courage. So just looking back at that, man, I don't think I'm gonna wrap here, man. But we got Memphis coming up. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron ends up missing this game. Dino, I wouldn't be surprised if he missed it either. You're not catching Memphis. Um, OKC game is way more important, so I would I, w- I would not be surprised, Laker fans, if we see some some out for this game coming up Tuesday, because Wednesday you got OKC, and that's the team who you need to be. We are in the hunt. I feel like I'm still not convinced we're going to get to the sixth seed, but. If the chips keep falling the way they are, we can find a way to avoid the injury bug. And and LeBron's ankle, you know, doesn't pop or anything. We don't get anything serious, updates about it. We if we can continue to, to to keep going this direction. I feel good about us getting to the seventh and eighth spot and at least get yourself into the double elimination and play in tournament. But upside is Six. Because there's a lot of teams in the West that's struggling and jockeying for position. And I'm all for it. And um, you guys just take it easy, man. I'll be back. And we're going to discuss these back-to-back games coming up. See you guys next time.